Hello, I'm Ed Locke with USA Mortgage. Tax season is upon us. Did you know that 47% of Americans are planning to use their tax refunds for everyday expenses, home improvements, and vacations? What if you used your tax refund for a new home instead? Again, this is Ed Locke with USA Mortgage. Your tax refund can be used towards down payment, closing costs, or paying down existing debt to help get approved. So before you spend that tax refund, let's get together and see how to best utilize those funds to invest in your future and your new home. Call or text me at 502-680-0953. Again, that's 502-680-0953. NMLS ID 448-908, DAS Acquisitions, LLC. Doing business as USA Mortgage, NMLS ID 227-262. This is not a commitment to lend. Additional terms and conditions apply. USA Mortgage is an equal housing lender. You have scoured the podcast world. You have finally found the place where news is weighed in the balance. Welcome to Newsworthy with Stephen Jerry. Two words and two question marks. <laughs> hey, losers! Right out of the bat, we—I feel the love, Jerry. I just feel it. Can you feel it? Um, no. Oh. Yes, you guys have no idea. We've rebooted routers and computers and equipment. We had a big storm just come through and made everything go haywire. So we're glad to be back. Jerry, before we get started, what happened this day in history? And I'll give you a hint. It happened in 1973. 1973. Yeah, sad part is I'm pretty sure I read this earlier today, and I have no idea. I see. Well, I will tell you. In 1973, on April 4th, the World April 5th, 5th, the World Trade Center opened for business at the world's largest twin towers of all time. At that time, so there you go. Go figure. Very interesting. (laughs) Wednesday. Beautiful. (laughs) Beautiful. Jerry, how was your week, man? It was very good. I had a very good week. Good. starting to feel like summertime. Not no longer just spring. It's actually feeling like summertime. (sighs) Yes, it was. Today was hot. Today was absolutely hot. I didn't like it. Like it was 85, 84, 85, and really humid. It, it just felt like, like you say, a mid June day. Didn't like it. Didn't like it at all. On the bookshelf behind you, there's a, a plate. And on the plate is, I don't know, four, five, six different little potted plants. Yep. And then one of those in the little, what, what do you call those, cork? Yeah, they're just potters, the little potted yeah. things, yeah. On one of those plants, you wrote plant. <laughs> no, no, no. You you only see half of it. Eggplant, uh, I got it. Yeah, it has what each of them are, so when I go to plant it, I know where to plant them. Yeah. I didn't just write plant. Listen, you know my buddy Dave, right? Of course. Well, Dave used to live in this house out in this subdivision in uh, Cynthiana. Okay. And we went out one day. We spent all day with big pieces of cardboard writing stupid notes on the cardboard, painting it like Dave's car, Dave's bush, Dave's sidewalk. Just you, you picture it, Dave's roof. Dave's bedroom window. What did you do with these pieces of cardboard? We put them all over his house to the corresponding thing that it was. So Dave at the time was working second shift. We got down there bright and early, like 6 a.m. 
and started doing this. So when he came out for work, <laughs> he literally had to drive over them to get out of the driveway. It was crazy. And of course, he was leaving for work, so he didn't have time to fix it. So it just stayed there all day. You know, it's I beautiful. know you guys well enough to know that you all were not on any hallucinogenic drugs, mm-hmm. which is the only way that one could possibly fathom someone thinking, this is what we need to do. <laughs> but no, you guys don't even have that excuse. No, no, just just wanted to do it. Bored. Yeah, did it. So that was your week. <laughs> It was okay. It was uh, very, very okay. Um, creeping closer to having another couple houses closed next week, no, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Um, I apologize for my sound initially, but allergy season is here. Yeah. Folks, we have a lot of people that listen to the show throughout the country and throughout the world. We don't know why. We don't know why, but we appreciate you. Yes, we do. But if you've never been to the South in the United States... You don't know anything about (laughs) allergies. Oh, my gosh. Like, literally, this morning I went out to get in my car to go to work, and I had to put the windshield wipers on because I couldn't see through the the pollen that had amounted on my windshield. It was that green. It was just gross. And they are doing a fantastic job of kicking my butt this week. I apologize for that. I think about over mine. I had mine in the last week or two, and I'm starting to go away. Okay. Yep. Blooms on the trees. That has a lot to do with it. Absolutely. So we don't have any wine this week, Jerry, and that saddens me greatly. I am drinking a Bush Light, which I know it's on the boycott list. We're going to talk about that in a little while. Hold your britches. Oh, yeah, there's a big boycott list. We're going to get into that in a little while. And for all the good, positive things that we talked about last week, there ain't a whole lot of that out there this week. (laughs) I did manage to find one awesome, positive thing I want to end the show on. Um, It's a natural thing. It's a hint hint of a natural. And I realized after we got off the air last week, we forgot to do something. I gave the listeners a hint as to what we had for dinner. And the hint was it was colorful medieval food. But I forgot to tell them actually what it was. Yeah. So Inquiring minds want to know. Exactly, they do. So last week we had, uh, yeah, I saw the Kid Rock video. Gourmet hamburgers. Gourmet hamburgers from a colorful medieval place. Called Better known as White Castle. <laughs> White Castle. I had to kick Jerry out of my studio, just so you know. <laughs> How many years has it been since me, you, Nick, and what was his buddy's name? Uh, Josiah. Josiah. That was like seven in, years ago, believe it or not. And you're like, where are we going to eat? We happen to be driving by White Castle like there. <laughs> you actually went along with Oh, yeah. I, stopped in at dinner at White yeah. Castle. And that was so weird, poor Josiah. I hope he's expanded his his um, eating habits by now. He's he's golf, gone to college. He's been all successful in junk. Kudos to him. Um, but you remember on the way up there, we stopped at that awesome steakhouse. Josiah, get whatever you want on the menu, man. Whatever you want. And he got chicken fingers from the kids' menu. <laughs> Uh, we had such a good time that day. And it, it was actually, I remember it seven years ago because it just popped up on my Facebook memories like three days ago. Well, now we went up there more than once. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if that was the time or not. Yeah, that was the time for Josiah to go because that's where the pictures associated with yeah. it. Sure, sure. Good deal. But yeah. yes, last week, White Castles for the win. Yeah. This week we had pizza and chicken and, yeah, and Bush Light beer. And Bush Light. And garlic knots or whatever they're called. I think that was your favorite. Yeah, I could eat my body weight in those, especially when they got lots of junk on them. Shoot. There's a reason I'm a fat guy, Jerry. (laughs) That would apply to all of us. I like the carbs. Bring them on. Shall we tell them how they can contact us? Absolutely. Please do. I thought you wanted to. (laughs) 
why would I take your job? What am I paying you for anyway? That's the only reason I'm here. Right? <laughs> As you keep telling me, but I'm not sure I believe. It's certainly not for my good looks. But anyway, there's a couple what? of ways. They can uh, email us at newsworthy with Steve and Jerry at gmail.com. They can also text us on our text line at area code 540-709-1318. And we would love to hear from you guys. Also, you know, if you want to be on our show, shoot us a text. We'll, we'll, we'll figure a way to bring you in. We, we are itching for some guests. Um, we want to have you here. We want to talk about whatever is interesting to you. Um, our great friend in South Africa or South America, South get, Africa. Yeah, we need to get um, her on. Winnie, if you'll call us, let us know. We want to get you on the show. We want to talk about um, your situation down there. We want to bring light to that. So, yeah, shoot us a text. Let us know who you are, what you want to talk about, and and we'll get we'll make contact with you. We'll we'll make this work because um, we are we have one guest that we really want on. However. We had an issue with our sound and stuff. Still trying to work that out. I'm not sure what's going on with that. Uh, Jerry and I both seem to think it's Podbean <laughs> uh, because all of our equipment is working well. Um, so and we have had this same problem from day one. Yeah, we really have. You and I being yeah. in two different rooms, we yeah. couldn't call in and get connected. And yeah. So I had to go to the studio, which I, I think we both like. Oh, yeah, absolutely. More interaction with each other. But uh, yeah, I would just problem with that since day one. When we get the video, though, I think we should be back to back. That way, I don't have to actually look at you all day because that really hurts my eyes sometimes. But when you see and such to look at me, is that's what puts that smile on your face. So <laughs> really yours, that. <laughs> yes. Yep. Hey, double. Uh, we still want Mochi on for our guest, and we're going to work that through that very soon. I hope. And um, Raccoon, at last I heard, was uh, still banned, but then got unbanned. But then I haven't been able to make contact with him again. So still working toward that too, because I really wanted to talk about his his topics, um, especially in light of the way the world's going right now. So at this point, we're just hoping that he didn't go from Podbean Jail to real jail. <laughs> Don't know why we haven't been able to reach it. All right, man. So, who? I feel like I did a lot of talking. I do have some bad news. What's that? Uh, remember me telling you about my diary being stolen? Well, oh, the guy yeah. Who stole my diary just passed away. He did. Yeah. My thoughts are with his family. <laughs> <laughs> it took a minute. That was like a joke grenade. You know what I'm saying? Slow burning. Slow burning, long fuse, but it went and it works. And you know, so I had to go to the Jerry. The uh, I had to go to the Jerry. I had to go to the doctor the other day. Jerry I had a fever. Yeah, doctor examined me. Said, Steve, I'm sorry, but there's mercury in your anus. And I'm like, in your anus. That's what he said. I'm like, Doc, what is astrology? have to do with my fever. He's like, oh, no, I broke the thermometer. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> By the way, you said earlier that you did find one piece of very good news and you wanted to close the show, I think you said, with it. Yeah. Good idea. And on a good note, right? Yeah, we're still alive. Okay. I have no idea why you were so concerned. It went away for a second. Well, that's never good. That is never good. Anyway, we're good, right? Yeah, as far as I know. Right. Uh, it's shown we're good. I just asked the uh, listener, yep, we're still good. 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 <laughs> Thanks, Double. You and I both worked retail for several years. Yep. And I think it's true for anyone that worked retail for several years. You, you we're going to have some customer interactions that you remember years later. Customers oh my are just gosh. total jerks. Customers that, they're just horrible people, right? Remind me after you tell this story to okay. tell you a story about Big Lots in Lexington. <laughs> Even so, when I heard this story, 
I just had to say, what the hell? A customer at a family dollar store in Phoenix, Arizona, was shot by a family dollar employee 15 times. The employee alleges that the customer was a repeat shoplifter. And a witness did tell police that they validated the story that the employee was saying. He said that when this customer came in, he asked them to leave the store because they were a known shoplifter. And the customer proceeded to begin repeatedly hitting him in the face. Oh. Knocked him down. In retail, I've encountered some really horrible customers. None that I wanted to shoot, much less 15 times. Oh, my gosh. I'm sure the customer you're telling, getting ready to tell us about, probably deserved all 15 shots. No, no. No, Not so much? No, not that kind of bad customer. So, was working the night shift at Big Lots in Lexington. Okay. Um, Now, the Big Lots in Lexington was not in the best of neighborhoods. I wasn't in a bad neighborhood, but just wasn't in a great neighborhood. Big shopping center, an old shopping center. Yeah, old old shopping center, been around since like the 70s, you know, the type. And, uh uh-oh, we cut out. Are we still there? Sure, we're not. Yeah, I think we're good. Um, So we – I'm working a night shift, and I get a call, almost frantic from my front-end person. She's like, "Uh, Steve, you need to come to the front, like – right now and i'm like oh shit what is it so I, I go up to the front and she's like um it was back when big lot still had clothing if that takes you back how far it was she's like uh you need to go over to the women's clothing and handle that and i'm like oh that didn't sound good so i go over to women's clothing and i'm looking around trying to figure out what i'm supposed to be handling yeah. and uh when i get over there there is now, Big Lots sold clothing, okay, but we didn't have dressing rooms. Right. And there was this lady who was in the middle of the, like, in between the little racks of clothing that had stripped down to just her bra and panties and was about to try on some clothes. She made her own dressing room. And I'm like, uh, what are you doing? She's like, I'm trying on these pants. And let me tell you about this lady. Um, and I'm going to try to be as delicate and as nice as I possibly can. But this lady, if you can think of a... I don't even know how to say it. This lady was not a small lady. Uh, stretch of the imagination. Uh, by, if you can imagine a very large lady and then add another 150 <laughs> pounds. You would approximate this one. Yes. I mean, this, this poor girl was a big girl. And, and you know, I'm not knocking big girls. Yep. But. I didn't need to see that that night. And I'm like, ma'am, you you can't do that here. If you absolutely have to try some clothes on, please go to the restroom. She gets mad at me. Livid, okay? And proceeds to tell me to F off. And she walks out the front door in her bra and panties. Down the sidewalk. I have to call the police. I'm like, uh, was she carrying the clothes she was wearing? No. Left everything. Just mad. Left. Gone. <laughs> Walking. They picked her up down at the end of the the, the shopping center down near the bank. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It was <laughs> terrible. I don't know what that was, but it needed to be ironed like 16 times. I'm just saying. <laughs> can't tell half the joke. I told that joke, right? Well, there, the one you just finished with. Oh, yeah, probably. I think I told that joke. It's an old Bob Hope joke. What was she wearing? Nothing. Just a brown panties. Oh, oh, gotcha. What was she wearing? I don't know. What is she wearing? Yeah, Bob Hope was a classic. Yes, he was. You know, that was one case. Man, I have some stories from Big Lots. 
<laughs> it just was bad. I have stories from Kmart too. Did you know that our Kmart, and, and I'll make this quick because we want to get to where we the Kmart I used to run in Burlington, Kentucky, up in very northern, right across the river from Cincinnati. Um, it was a meeting place for people of a certain persuasion that met. I didn't know it. In the men's restroom. Yes. Um, So they, the police department came to us one day and said, Hey, we'd like to do a sting operation (laughs) in your, in your bathroom. And we're like, "Uh, okay, you don't think about stuff like that. You got a million other things to think about when you're running a store. You know, this, you don't think about what's going on in your bathroom. In that one sting operation, in one Saturday afternoon, they pulled 29 people out of there. 29 people who were meeting in that bathroom for what men meet in bathrooms for. <laughs> you guys should have been paying a whole lot more attention to your restaurant. Gosh, it was terrible. And once they decide, you know, I mean, what if a kid went in there? It, yeah. Even if they were in a stall, they don't need to be exposed to any of that. Come on. Very true. Jeez. Taking measurements. <laughs> Good one, Mochi. <laughs> That's excellent. All right. So let's go ahead and get into the show, Jerry. We already did. Oh, we did? Yeah. Oh, okay. We're good. Your turn. Go. No, I did the oh, my bad. shooting, 15 shots. Speaking of shootings, I got one now. I know you're a big TikTok fan. You watch TikTok like it's your job. Well, kind of is your job in some respects, I guess. But um, have you ever watched the prank videos of like where the young men will go into very unsafe neighborhoods and, some of them, yeah. and go up to guys and be like, hey, man, you want some beef? And, and then that creates an issue. And then they hand them like a, 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 a Slim Jim or something. Yeah. Well, this was going on. A Virginia YouTuber was shot in the admin, admin, admin. Thank you, um, because of such just such a prank. I've always wondered watching those. I think they're funny, but at what cost? I can't tell you how many times that this one guy and I don't remember his name. I don't watch him enough to know how many times he's had a gun actually pulled off on him. And I'm like, somebody's eventually going to get shot. This is actually the second time somebody's been shot. Sorry, Eddie is chewing her bone like it's her job. Let me go get that away from her. (laughs) Yeah, she apparently uh, really likes that. So you threw that one, or we're going to talk about some more. You're done? Okay. Next up, for those of you who aren't familiar, and I'm sure everyone has heard of him by now, but Jelly Roll, the uh, country music singer. I think he started off as rap, hip-hop, whatever, but... uh, He's pretty much a country music singer now. For those of you that did not see the CMT Awards the other night, Jelly Roll was the big winner. Three awards that he won, including the big one CMT Male Video of the Year. This guy's awesome. Do you watch him very much, Steve? You know, you you say Jelly Roll. He was in concert at Rupp Arena here in in Kentucky not long ago. Not long ago. And when the Facebook started popping about that, I was really mad because I thought I was missing a convention of pastries. That's how much I listen to Jelly Roll. Um, but I did see what you're about to talk about. Phenomenal. It was. Yeah. He uh, actually performed his uh, one of his newer songs, Need a Favor, at the show. That's, I assume, what you're talking about. The yeah. Song. His, uh, the male video of the year was for Save Me, I believe which is an absolutely fantastic song. Uh, Jelly Roll, for those of you that don't know and might not happen to be familiar, was kind of the same description that Steve was talking about earlier. He's, I don't know, six foot, would probably go, what, 350, 400 pounds. He's a big dude. He's a big boy. He reminds me of Ralphie May with more tattoos. (laughs) This guy's tatted up everywhere. Spent uh, some time in prison. And uh, it was while he was sitting in a prison cell, and he was thinking about the fact that he had heard that his daughter was going to be born right about that time, if I remember. And he knew he wasn't going to be out. He was going to be sitting in the jail cell when his daughter was born. 
and he decided that he had to make some changes in his life and did so and yeah is, is now a uh, award-winning country music guy that that just sings with so much honesty so much I mean, this will take you to church in a heartbeat. When passion. You begin to listen I, to this. Passion, honesty, uh, vulnerability. Just a great singer. If you haven't heard him before, and I'm sure there's very few, if anyone out there that, that hasn't. But actually, you were talking about when he was performing in Rupp not long ago. It may have been when you were talking about that. Uh, but it was on this show when I first heard about him. It was from you, and I think you were talking to Double or Mochi or someone about him, and that was the very first I'd ever heard of Jelly Roll. And the guy is absolutely amazing. Kudos to him for his three awards at the CMTs the other night. Way to go. Yeah, that was awesome. And uh, he's a – yeah, that's a true story about – I really thought I was missing out on a pastry convention until someone finally said, hey, that's a singer. And I'm like, oh, what a weird name for a singer. When you're sitting there thinking about names that you could make to be a singer, that's not one of the things that uh, um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's just not the first name that makes me want to say country music superstar. No. <laughs> a picture of him. Yeah. You're looking at him. And I'm not about any, I'm not judging because the man's voice is. He's Very got it. Voice. He's got it for sure. Very good voice. Very honest. Yeah, I felt like I that was too. looking at uh, something from him the other day, and I saw where he had a picture of himself, his wife now, his thirteen-year-old daughter that he has custody of, and his ex-wife. They were all in the picture together. They all seemed to be very happy to be in the picture. It's not one of those strained, awkward relationships. And I started reading a little bit, and his, first of all, when I said that he was in prison, he was in prison for drugs. He, he was addicted to drugs, and he was selling drugs, and he had drug problems. <coughs> Excuse me. But he got over it, and, you know, did his time in prison. He got out, he got custody of his daughter, and apparently about the time he was getting out of the drug you there? Yep. Oh. I don't know what that was. I don't either. <laughs> but anyway, apparently the time about the time he was getting out of the drug scene, his ex-wife was getting in it. Oh, and she, it took her a long time to get out. And he, over the years, had spent a lot of time talking about her. He wasn't necessarily putting her down for being in drugs because he went through that himself. He was putting her down from the sense of, you got to get out of this before you're going to be a part of our daughter's life. This is not the way you'd be a parent. But apparently she's been sober for a year, year and a half now, and, and he is now singing her praises, which you don't hear much from exes, right? Right. What right. you normally hear is the people putting the ex down. Yeah. But his point was, I was the first one to get on her case and tell her how bad she was and how wrong she was when she was doing the wrong thing. Well, now she's doing the right thing, and I feel I owe it to her to say, hey, way to go. Yeah, absolutely. You're back on the right track. I know exactly what that feels like. So, (laughs) and, you know, I I often say that, that I'm so happy that the boy's mama is, um, are, are on the path to recovery and and dealing with recovery as as opposed to dealing with addiction every day. So that's a good thing. Um, What do you got for us next? Well, I hate to do it. <laughs> we've been doing so good the last episode and up until now, we've been away from politics, but I'll start with the, I'll start with the softball. How's that? Sure. Our uh, congressman, Thomas Massey, who we usually tend to like and, and appreciate his honesty and his constitutional astute, astuteness. Is that a word? Not just make it up. Astuteness. Yeah. Um, We appreciate that about him. Well, just yesterday, he threw his full support, um, probably in the in the wake of all the crap going on with Donald Trump at the moment, full through his full support for Ron DeSantis for president. I thought that was a good, good thing. And I think that really helps Ron DeSantis because Thomas Massey is a true, deep conservative, more so than I think that he's a Republican. I, I don't even I think he's. 
he's one of those guys that always he doesn't just walk talk to talk. He walks the walk. So kudos to DeSantis and kudos to um, Mr. Thomas Massey. What do you think about that? Well, I think you know what I think about that. <laughs> I don't want to go into it more. I've said enough about Trump and we're not going to go into the indictment and all that, except to say it's probably, I'm not a Trump fan and everyone who's ever listened to this show knows that, but uh, I, I really think that what they've done to Trump was a stretch. I think they were reaching and that's not good. You mentioned earlier about when you begin to do things like that, there are repercussions, meaning that the other party is going to feel that they have got an axe that they need to grind and sooner or later that they're going to try to get even. I think that's very true. Uh, I think this is a reach for a lot of reasons. Like we, you mentioned a couple of weeks ago, I disagreed with last week. I come back with the, the uh, clarification. First of all, there's a lot of questions about, is the, has the statute of limitations ran out? Secondly, there's a lot of questions about for people that are normally, who are normally accused of the things that he is accused of. The majority of them apparently are charged with a misdemeanor or given fines. Donald Trump is facing, what is it, 32 felonies? Yeah. So uh, like him, hate him, whatever, you know, it's not right to treat him differently than anyone else. So if, if that's true, I'm not saying it is. I haven't done a lot of research, but I don't care who it is. It's not right to treat them differently than you would anyone else. Oh, I agree. Um, I do worry that it's going to open a, and we talked a little bit about it and I'm not going to mention it anymore, but I, I feel like it opens a door to start another cycle of, we already have the cycle where, Oh, I'm president. Now I'm going to get rid of all the executive decisions. The last president that I didn't like, I'm going to get rid of those. Then I'm going to write a bunch more. So the next president can get rid of those. And that's a cycle we've started here in the last few elections. Um, I think that this is also going to be a cycle that we're probably going to start, especially if we go back and forth between red and blue. I, I, it's just bad precedent. Um, Except for one thing. Uh, you and I have talked about this before, but this did not start the last two or three. Cycles. Oh, no, 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 no. It's, I think it was 60, 70, 80 years ago. I forget which president, but some president had like one. I'm thinking it may have been FDR had like 1,800 executive orders, just geez. a crazy number. Yeah, I mean, just during the Depression. Crazy number. Uh, so, yeah, this stuff has been going on for a long time, and executive orders are not the way that things should be done. It should be done through Congress. We have Congress and Senate for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> they have a position there. And if we're going to have to pay them, they should at least have to do their damn job. <laughs> That's the way I see that. And there's a reason why Congress has the... Uh, Crap, what's it called? The 60-40 deal? What's the name for that? Majority in, in Senate doesn't win. You have to have 60 votes. Right, right. Forget the name. For super, that. super majority. Super majority. There's a reason for that. Because yeah. the super things, laws that are able to rise to that level, that can pass that threshold, tend you, to last. Yeah, they tend to stay. And they tend to be more fair. They tend to be, be a better balanced. law. Yes. So there, I agree with you. For all that. I agree. Ooh-wee. My ink pen popping. Whose turn is it? Mine turn? It's your turn, Jerry. You but first, sure. let's hear from Ed Locke. Hi, I'm Ed Locke with USA Mortgage. Here at USA Mortgage, we view you as customer for life. That means we are with you every step of your journey to help before, during, and well after you move into your new home. Home buying can be stressful, but we are here to make the process easy. I know driving determination with my very talented team here at USA Mortgage will make for some incredible things. You can expect to receive great customer service from me with many customized options tailored to your financial goals and needs. So if you're looking to cruise into a new home or refinance, I can be the driver that gets you there. Call or text me at 502-680-0953 to find out how to get approved. NMLS ID 448 908 Fast Acquisition LLC doing business as USA Mortgage NMLS ID 227262. This is not a commitment to lend. Additional terms and conditions apply. USA Mortgage is an equal housing opportunity. Man, I got to talk to him. We're doing some exciting stuff on the 17th. Um, 
just want to throw it out there. We're doing some, his company does a lot of media and uh, I, I utilize a lot of that because I get it at a discounted rate to help promote my business. And uh, we're doing some professionally done videos here very soon. Uh, that's going to be pretty neat that we can be able to post and, and push through on uh, social media and stuff like that. I just hope that uh, I figured out what I'm doing with this head of hair by the time it has something to do with it. <laughs> I'm going to start wrapping it up, like uh, putting it up in a turban before it's all said and done. I don't, I don't know where, what I'm even doing with it yet. It just, I like it. And I haven't, I don't dislike it enough to get rid of it. But well, there goes my plan. I'm what? Say, do what I did and just shave it. No, see, I got a big old round head, Jerry. It looked like a look like a lollipop. People be, be walking down the street, people trying to lick my head. <laughs> what are you saying mine is, Square? No, it, it, you have a good head to be having a bald head. It's a good proportion Jean-Luc head. I got a lollipop head. looks like I'm wearing a helmet without a helmet. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. Yeah. What sure, was you going to say? I'm sure you heard that uh, Finland joined NATO. Yesterday, I didn't hear that. Really, late, late last week, Turkey dropped their opposition, and uh, very quickly yesterday, Finland joined NATO, and uh, that's big news. It, it's big for several reasons. One, we instantly more than doubled the border that NATO countries have with Russia. We it also brought in hundreds of tanks. I think it was 60, 70, 80 fighter jets they have, uh, tons of artillery. You know, Finland and Sweden had long resisted joining NATO. They were trying to appease Russia because they basically border Russia. Finland does. Uh, but in an attempt to remain neutral, in an attempt to, you know, not uh, piss off Russia, they had long resisted, but the war in Ukraine's what changed their mind, and they said, you know what, we're going to have to do something to try to make sure that we're not next on the list. So, hey, if there was a positive thing that happened from the war in Ukraine, uh, Sweden and Finland joining NATO is probably up there. Wow. Um, You bring up the war in Ukraine, which kind of ties into my next story uh, a little bit. We're going to talk about Nikki Haley, former governor of South Carolina, former U.N. ambassador for the United States, um, and now an official presidential candidate for 2024. Uh, And she has raised in her first quarter $11 million, which is a good first quarter haul for a candidate that most people think is probably a fringe candidate. Probably. Um, I like Nikki though. I, I don't dislike her, but I I I, she, I heard an interview. Uh, she interviewed with Glenn Beck um, the other day, and you should go watch that video because you'll like her even more after that video. She probably was about the very best at explaining our um, willingness to help Ukraine, and she agreed with both of us, if you can believe that that we should be helping them and with military equipment and support. She disagrees that we should give them just money. (laughs) So because money is so hard to trace and to show, you know, X number of dollars got me this. Um, So I thought it was probably one of the best interviews I'd seen as far as someone's belief toward or uh, for or against helping Ukraine. Um, I was very impressed with that. So just thought I'd bring she's it out there. She's a very smart lady. Yeah, she's, she's top notch. She's a moderate Republican. She's not, you know, right wing. She's not. She's very moderate. Mm-hmm. And she's one that would appeal to a, a wide range of voters, not only in the primary, but also the general election. She's going to be able to reach across party lines, I think, which DeSantis is not. DeSantis is way too conservative to be able to reach out and get very much of the independent vote. And in today's world, depending upon who's running, you know, if you've got two crazies like we had last time with Biden and Trump, 
different story. But most of the time, you're going to need to be able to pull from that. There's roughly 40% of the country that's going to be Republican, 40% is going to be Democrat. So they don't, they don't decide the elections. It's at 20%. It's at 20% they're going to go either way. <laughs> so that's the ones that decide the, the most of the elections, and that's the ones that I think Nikki Haley can, can reach out to in a, in a very positive way. Well, she's going to need to, because if she doesn't, and it's just like any other election, if she doesn't slam dunk Iowa and or New Hampshire, or one or the other, she's She'll out. Quickly, yeah. yeah. Uh, she won't even get to the South where she will and have her most. She'll be able to do that. Um, the problem with her, she's very moderate. That's a that's a big advantage, but it's also a big disadvantage. Sure, because it's really hard to get energized and behind the moderate. Yeah, you know when you're oh. Trump and you're, you're <laughs> way on one side, or if you're on the extreme, you know. Yeah. Uh, AOS, she's going to be able to get people, or AOC, she's going to be able to get her group of people behind her very quickly. Gosh, I hope she does. It. Well, it's a small group, so you don't need to worry <laughs> about her. She's presidential stage. Yeah, I hope not. Not ever. I think she's going to eventually become an Elizabeth Warren that just is so. out there and runs every other year. And everybody knows that she's out there. <laughs> well, she's already hope, out there. I just hope she stays in the House of Representatives. Senators have a whole lot more power. Yeah. Uh, I hope she stays. Yeah. No, I hope she goes back to New York and forgets about trying to lead our country. Yeah. <laughs> That's best case scenario. Sorry, yeah, AOC. I'm not a fan. Um, also, if you want to come defend your actions or your causes on our podcast, we'd be happy to have you. <laughs> as long as Podbeam will allow us to have <laughs> call in host. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what do you got for us next? So I don't understand why politicians of either side like poking the bear. I just don't get it. I do. You do? I think. Okay. You, I think, mentioned it a week or two ago. It's kind of like the old Hollywood adage, no news is bad news. Yeah. Believe well, her in the press. Well, in this case, uh, it makes me very angry. Uh, Mike McCarthy, wait, not Mike. Is it Mike? The coach? The no, coach? no, no, no. McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy. Okay. Good gravy. <laughs> Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, uh, yesterday met with the Taiwanese leader. Yes. Um, hey, oh, I, David, yeah, glad that. to have you back, buddy. Uh, I was wondering what you thought about that. In in, in California, um, in a show of solidarity to our support of Taiwan. And, of yes, course, China. as soon as that happens, as soon as it came out, China released a statement saying, hey, we're going to, you're going to get, uh, what did, what did, they vowed retaliation. China's not a place to be messed with. I, I don't know why we keep poking this bear. I'll tell you why. Because <laughs> we're frigging United States of America. Since when do we take our frigging orders from Beijing? <laughs> Who the hell do they think they are to start? And, and I this love is it. not a political thing. I said it about Pelosi. Remember when mm-hmm. Pelosi went there? And you were denouncing that. And I at did. Least you were staying consistent. You're saying, hey, let's not poke the bear. And I'm saying, screw the friggin' bear. <laughs> this is the United States of America. We don't take orders from Beijing. And because we want to go talk to people in Taiwan, we have every friggin' right to do so. Oh, I don't disagree with you. Absolutely. I, I'm just glad you said it. <laughs> Again, I don't care if it's McCarthy or Pelosi or anyone in between. This is the United States of America. We want to go. It would be different if we were saying that we will go to war with Taiwan. No one's saying that. We're simply saying that Taiwan is a friend of ours, that we continue to have. And we want their microchips. With them. We want what? <laughs> we want their microchips. Absolutely. <laughs> How long is it going to take? Several years down the road. Oh, we yeah. Those factories that Biden's talking about up and running. We need, we not only want, we need those microchips. Yes. But yeah, screw, screw China. They don't tell us what to do. They don't dictate our foreign policy. I saw a video the other day of a former Chinese diplomat that estimates that China mainland as a country has less than 10 to 20 years left of viability. I've read that. Based on their economic situation, the rise of their middle class. Part of it was the population decline. Population decline. People that are... Elderly, the percentage sure, of the workforce sure. that are 
going to be retiring. Yeah, yeah. there's and, a lot of things saying they're not a viable country past 20 years from now. Yeah, I, I was thinking it was 10 to 15. It but, may be. But, uh, yeah. yeah will be right. Yeah, so that's why the, there's a China seems to be making a lot of big moves here very rapidly to try to preserve their um, their country long term. So I just thought that was a neat video, and I, I wish we could link to videos, but because some of those are really, really interesting. We can. Um, some of them are not. Well, it would be better if I actually saved the link to put on the link. <laughs> but I'll look at something. Online. I'll look at something and see it, and then go on and look at something else. I see squirrels, Jerry. Shiny squirrels. <laughs> I could have probably been president by now if I didn't see sparkles and squirrels. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know what so. I'm saying. So I just wanted to bring that up. I I, I stand, but oh, you're, you're well, yeah. Um, I, I I agree with you. The second we start not being in the United States, the world loses a light, and I and I firmly believe that. I agree. Totally. So absolutely, and I don't think that Pelosi, from what I've heard, neither Pelosi nor McCarthy. Ditter said, Ditter said anything out of the way. They nope. weren't trying to provoke China. They're no. just simply continuing relations between us and Taiwan, which China doesn't want any country to do. Also, just from a stylistic pers- per, uh, perspective, perspective uh, I have the exact same socks that McCarthy wore during that meeting. Really? <laughs> you would notice that. <laughs> well, man, man, got to look good. Come on now, Jerry. You know what else I can add to that? What? I'm not for sure what pair of shoes that McCarthy wore, but I am sure that they are not nearly as attractive as the New Balance shoes that I currently have on. Oh, my gosh, Jerry. Would you? Just Listen. Next, what? Mm. You Mm. had your uh, thoughts on I'm going to take a picture of your shoes, and we're going to link that to the (laughs) podcast. You and your white New Balance. Your 50-year-old tennis shoes. No. 50 years old. No, no. I mean, the style itself may be, but yeah, I, I've got like two pairs unopened at the house just to make sure if they ever do quit making these, I'm prepared. Why I'm would like, you do that? Name? I'm like, what's his name? Uh, our boy that's in podcast jail. Oh, Raccoon? The prepper. I'm a prepper. <laughs> Jerry. I'm preparing. Look at that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what was her name? That dictator that had like 14,000 people. Amelda Marcos. You have more than her. <laughs> I literally could wear, and this is no lie, guys. I literally could wear a different pair of shoes every day for about three months and not touch the same yeah. pair again. <laughs> you know what that is? It's because you've never found an awesome pair like the New Balance. That, that no. You know, it's, no, when no. You take a look, you're like nothing else can compare. No, it's because I like to be a style, nope. and I like to look good. I'm just saying, well, I like to look good. <laughs> Whatever. What's your next topic, sir? Virgin Orbit. Oh, dear that they file for bankruptcy. Oh no, Richard Branson's not his entire company. This is just <laughs> one of the offshoots. Virgin Orbit, which was their company within the Virgin Group that provided launch services for satellites. They had, was it in January, I think, when they had the failed uh, launch? Yeah. There was like a, a fuel line that came loose and screwed it all up. And apparently it just went downhill from there. The last two or three days, filed bankruptcy. Wow. I don't know why, but you found that very amusing. Listen, because in my head, when you said Virgin Orbit, I was thinking of NASA's plan to go up and orbit the moon and come back. We're, we're doing that like next year. And the crew of that ship is going to be very diverse. There's a couple of dudes, a, a you know, there's an African-American, there's a Canadian. I thought that you were going to tell us that one of them was a virgin. And I was thinking to myself, what the hell difference does that matter? Well... Now we all know where Steve's mind. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Richard Branson's Virgin Orbit, part of the overall Virgin Group. But yeah, they, they did call for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. They were one of them that was selling seats to go into yeah, space. Absolutely. And, you know, he's got a cruise line, too. I've not been on it yet, but those ships are gorgeous. He's got an airline. 
Yeah, it's just gorgeous. I can't wait to try them and check them out. Whose turn is it? And who it? knows? Maybe they've got some virgins on those free chips. <laughs> you never know. I don't know, but I doubt it. I'm just saying. <laughs> is it my turn? It is your well, yeah. I just covered the quote unquote virgin story. All right, so I got I got I got we have to touch on one and then I got a good good news. Is that all right? Because we're gonna run out of time. All right, so I would be remiss if we didn't cover Budweiser's big fupa this week. And I'm not a... You cover it the way that, uh, what's his name? Kid Rock. Kid Rock did? No, I'm not going to go shoot a bunch of Bud Light. <laughs> but... semi-automatic. <laughs> <laughs> My boy lives out in the in bum, fu- bum nowhere, Tennessee. If he wants to go shoot his rifle and shoot some berries, more than welcome to. Um so, you know what he lives in? A double wide, double wide trailer. Uh, a sure camouflage double wide trailer. <laughs> I, love I love it. I just love it. Um, so, for those of you that don't know, Budweiser has made Dylan McAvoy uh, their corporate sponsor and put his spokesperson, spokesperson, and put their face all over their Bud Light cans. Um, People in my family have had a huge backlash to this. And and I can't, Jerry, please help me understand as to what benefit this is for Budweiser. I can't even begin to. I mean, the numbers we researched back when we did our episode on this movement, we we talked about it, was like 2% of the population is actually in that lifestyle and ultimately 2% somewhere around 10 million folks, something like that follows this Dylan kid person, boy, girl, whatever um, on social media. And I just don't understand how this benefits. And like Mochi just said, this Dylan person doesn't always even act like an adult. They oftentimes act like an eight year old little girl. This is the same Dylan person who, as a anatomical male, was raving on one of her their um, social media sites about the first time they bought tampons and how they had to use them. Why, as a corporation, is this your best decision? How many years did did Bud Light have those commercials? This Bud's for you. I can't imagine you going in, if you were to go into a, 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 a typical nightclub establishment now, what's going to, it just blows me away. And, I, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong. They have the right, I'm sure they have 400 people on their marketing team saying, hey, this is a great idea. This is going to work. We're going to make a bunch of money off of this. I don't see how that happens. I mean, I literally just don't see how that happens. Is it? Is it part of just trying to hop onto a bandwagon? Probably. Because I don't know. I, I can't begin to explain it. I will say that you nor I will have any influence in their decision. Sure. The way that you influence decisions like this is if you begin to increase your purchases of their or product. decrease or decrease. Yeah. I don't remember ever seeing Budweiser in your refrigerator. Uh-uh. I don't remember ever seeing you drinking a Budweiser. I know you've never seen me drink one. I don't know if I've drank one since I was in college. Uh, it's just, it's not that I don't have disliked the company. I love to sucky beer. Occasionally we'll buy Blue Moon. Uh, I don't drink Budweiser. Yeah. So I'm not going to be buying any less because it's been zero for the last 30 plus years. Right. Uh, and I don't know how long. Well, I don't drink Bud Light, but I do drink some of their off-brand products, some of their other products. Oh, do you? Yeah, Bush. This is made okay. by Anheuser Busch, um, and I bought that before this announcement. No, so the next time I buy, that. next time I buy, it'll probably be Natty Light. Yep. You Which know, you, it's, to be honest, is I don't remember. Occasionally, you'll have Bush. Yeah. Natty Light, you I like strongly Nat- prefer. I like Natty Light. Yeah. And I liked Mick Ultra. Mick Ultra is also owned by 
Anheuser-Busch. So next time I need some of that, I'll go with Yingling Flight. I just, it just doesn't, and, and we may even one day want to have that episode where we try to figure that out and understand. I don't or, know that we could unless we had someone from that team on to begin to tell us what the hell were they thinking. Right. Uh, because I'm like you, I, I don't have, usually with a lot of these decisions, I can say, well, you know, they're probably leaning this way. I, I don't have a clue what the hell was going through their minds. Yeah, I, I don't either. It's, it's very confusing. The whole that whole lifestyle, it used to be um, if you were gay, you were gay. And Jerry, neither one of us have a a bone in our body that dislikes somebody for what they do. Don't care. We don't care what color you are. We don't care what ethnicity you are, what, what country you come from, who you sleep with. If you smoke dope or don't smoke. It's adults. I don't care. I, we don't give a, a hoot. So, but there used to be a time where if you were gay, you were gay. Big deal. And then if you were gay and you were, a, you know, whatever, or even if, you know, the old gag's always been, you know, when I was a professional wrestler and, and wrestling and movies, it was always an old gag to have a dude dress up in drag to get away from the bad guy or whatever. Um, but it's legitimately morphed into this, thing that I don't even have a hope to understand. Yeah. And I would really like to understand because I think that. But I'll be honest with you, I can under, and I don't understand it at all, but I can understand it a little better than the Furbies. No, I don't that, get that at all. I will never have a freaking clue. Me either. And, and, None. and even in little, little podunk town that we live in. That's right. That is happening in our high school, and they have to let it happen. Well, <laughs> apparently they think so. Yeah. So, anywho, told you it was going to end on a good news. Um, so, let's end on some good news. You want to end on some good news? Let's do it. Have you ever seen a snail fish? A snail fish? Yes. Yeah. Snail fish, the young, you, the young snail fish, um, are very unique for a certain specific situation. Which are? Which is living very, very deep in the ocean. Okay. To the point of it would crush us immediately if we tried to go as far down as they were. Even if we were in a submarine, it would crush the submarine. That's how deep these fish can go. In a report last week, uh, researchers off the coast of Japan have found the deepest snailfish ever alive and recorded on camera at a depth of, are you ready for this? Sure. Over five miles below the surface. Mm-hmm. Now, why is this fish able to do that? A, it doesn't have scales. Um, <laughs> it doesn't have um, an air sac for buoyancy. It's like a shark in that respect. It has to keep swimming or it sinks. Um, and it, emits it doesn't have okay so when you pick up a fish and you smell it and it has that fishy smell that is a chemical produced in its cells to help with buoyancy it helps the chemical and the the electrical reactions within the fish to keep it healthy and to keep it floating they don't have that either so it's basically a fish with bones that's a blob But it does have bones. But it does have bones, yep. And that's what makes it a fish. It's an ugly little creature. You can look it up. But um, I think that's just always, it just goes to show you, and it gives me hope that Sasquatch is alive, and he is out there, because we find something new in nature every single day. That's my good news. (laughs) Go figure. Five miles freaking deep. Five miles deep. What is the pressure at that depth? Uh, It would be like you laying on your back, and in the space of a quarter, you would have five elephants standing on your chest on the quarter. That's the that's the that's the depth. Oh, I have no idea. It's some stupid amount. Yeah. So, anywho, well, that's all I got. What about you, Jerry? Anything new? Huh? 
Nothing to rival that. <laughs> well, as always, we appreciate everybody being here and, and joining us in the show. Again, if you want to join us, you can text us where? At Newsworthy with Stephen Jerry at gmail.com. They can also reach us with a text message at 540 Yep. And if you can't see the light, be the light.